Update, brought to you by Simcox Advocates, advising businesses and families since 1949. Visit simcox.com or call 690-300. Manx Radio's Update with Andy Wint. Master May, good evening. It's half past five. This is update for Thursday, 9th of March, 2023 from Manx Radio. 30 minutes. Look at the latest news on the Isle of Man. A background to the news and sport and business and sea watch and travel updates. And the newsmakers in person tonight. A snow day, not much snow, but the schools have been off. We'll find out more. The bishops retiring and moving to England. Latest on the uh, nurses' pay offer. How's the lambing season going so far? And the pedestrianisation of North Quay in Douglas. Man Benham for all your business and legal needs. First of all, at 29 minutes ahead of 6 o'clock, the update news headlines, Fastamai, Siobhan Fletcher. Fastamai, we're expecting to find out in the next few minutes if schools on the Isle of Man will be open or shut again tomorrow. Government said an announcement will be made by 5.30pm today. An amber weather warning for snow is currently in place until 6am tomorrow. As a result, the overnight closure of the Mountain Road, Benny Pot Road and Thalty Will Roads has been extended until midday tomorrow. And due to the high winds currently battering the island, this evening 740 5pm steam packet sailing to Hisham and back has been cancelled. Elsewhere, a controlled explosion was carried out by bomb disposal experts this morning in Ramsey. An unexploded ordnance was discovered on the beachside of Morrow Promenade earlier this week. Further afield, it's understood the UK government's preparing to confirm it'll delay the arrival of HS2 in central London and Manchester to cut costs. A massive nuclear power station's back online in Ukraine after damage caused by Russian missile strikes. And weather forecasters say blizzards and treacherous conditions will be seen in some places across the UK tonight. Amber warnings are in force in parts of Northern Ireland, North Wales and across the Pennines. There are your headlines, news at six. Man Benham. Contact us by phone, video call, email or face-to-face. We're happy to connect with you. Manx Radio Weather with Manx Glass and Glazing. Jeremiah, thank you, Siobhan. From the Ronaldsway Met Office, we'll have a live word from uh, Colin Gardshaw in a moment, but there is a gale warning in operation for the North Irish Sea. State of sea is moderate or rough. Um, uh, tonight, rain falling as snow on high ground, then lower down uh, on a strong north-northeasterly. Overdown minimum is one. Uh, for Friday, Jehenya isolated wintry showers and sunny spells on a light breeze. Daylight maximum five, down to two through the night into Saturday. It will freeze on the hills and there will be some uh, widespread icy stretches. Uh, for Saturday, Jasan, a frosty start, then dry and bright as a fresh south-southeasterly brings some rain late in the day, falling as snow over high ground. Temperature about seven degrees at sea level, less higher. Sunset 10 past 6, low water 4 minutes before 7, high tide 8 minutes before 1am, sunrise at 14 minutes before 7 tomorrow morning, and low water 9 minutes past 7. Manx Glass and Glazing can produce bespoke splashbacks for your kitchen in any colours. Speak to the team on 674-573. So let's get to the heart of it as well. We had some filthy weather today, but not much snow. So for the very latest situation, live to Ronald's Way Met Office and the Met Man Colin Gartshaw. Fast am I, Colin. Hi, Andy. Hello. Yeah, fast am I. Yeah, it's been a very messy day. I'm going to see further rain and sleet through this evening. Snow on the higher parts. I think the snow level is about 500 feet or so just now. It will turn marginally colder tonight, so I think overnight that snow level will drop. So we're going to see snow down to about one or 200 feet tonight. So that will give some accumulations 
on certainly more places than we've had so far today. I think if we'll see some snow in some quite off parts of the island by the second part of tonight and first thing tomorrow morning. And that snow drifting in the very strong northeasterly winds. But towards dawn, I think around about five o'clock in the morning, the snow die out and move away. And that leads into a very nice day tomorrow. Essentially fine and sunny all day tomorrow. Lots of sunshine all day long. And temperatures are struggling up to around four or five Celsius. And we see a slow thaw of lying snow on the low ground. Over the weekend, it turns, turns milder. We'll see temperatures up to around 10 or even 11 Celsius by Sunday, but there will be some rain at times over the weekend and still some fairly strong winds at times also. And that's your forecast for now. Appreciate it, Colin. Thank you. This is the most listened to Isle of Man news source. And Manx Radio's update is the Isle of Man's most downloaded news podcast. So, how are decisions made about shutting schools? Well, they were closed today ahead of that forecast bad weather. The Chief Officer of the Home Affairs, Dan Davis, explains what happens. When there is an amber weather warning or we get an indication from the Met Office that they're likely to upgrade a yellow weather warning to an amber weather warning, first of all, there's a tactical group which comes together and that tactical group has a number of operational service managers on it and they look at what the impact of the weather is likely to be. They consider how they're going to respond, uh, how they're going to keep uh, critical services running. And if there are some decisions that are, that need to be made that relate to critical disruption of major services, then they recommend that the strategic groups call together. So there's basically heads of services from right across the public sector come together and consider what the weather's likely to do and what the impact's going to be. And, you know, these are big decisions and, and we understand the impact it has on the community and, and they're not taken lightly. So in the case of yesterday, the amber weather warning from the Met Office came through and we had colleagues from the Met Office advising us and their advice was that there was going to be significant amounts of snowfall. They had high confidence in that forecast. Slightly less confidence in when it was going to hit in the afternoon. Um, so any time from midday was really the advice that the Met Office gave us. And then we had a decision to make, particularly in relation to the schools. The primary concern is keeping people safe. We had a concern that if the snow really started to fall heavily in the afternoon, just as the kids were starting to come home from school, there's an impact on the buses. The worst case scenario is that we have a whole lot of uh, children who are unable to get home, whose parents are unable to go and get them. Then we start having cars abandoned on the roads, which means the emergency services struggle to get through. So we did take the decision early to allow people to plan in advance. And again, it is a massive amount of disruption for people. We recognise it's really challenging for people people to arrange childcare. Update brought to you by Simcox Advocate. Just a quick word, of course, the boat was cancelled this morning and is cancelled this evening as well. The Bishop of Soda and Man is retiring later this year. The Right Reverend Peter Eagles has announced he's stepping down in October. The details from Sean Cowper. In a letter shared on the Diocese of Sodor and Man's website, the Lord Bishop says there is rarely a good moment for a bishop to step down from the ministry, but he believes now is the right time. He goes on to say the past few years have been a time of huge change in the life of the world and of our island. This has been characterised particularly by the pandemic of COVID-19 and the ensuing lockdowns, out of which has arisen a less confident society, challenges to social cohesion and an acutely steep rise in the cost of living. The pandemic has accelerated the development of technology by perhaps five years. Our island has been immune to none of this, nor to the effects of the war in Ukraine. 
In addition to those global influences, we have engaged here with a number of moral and spiritual issues in public life and indeed continue to do so. He goes on to say, As I look to enter my seventh year as bishop, I see that God's task for me has been to navigate these challenges, to maintain our ministry and faithfulness in the gospel, and quite simply to support our clergy, people and parishes. It's not for me to say whether I've done that, but I believe we are in as strong and healthy a place as we can be and that we have remained faithful and generous in God's service. The bishop and his wife Gail, who has also served in the diocese over the last six years, are intending to move to England to be closer to family. The retirement will also mean a change in Tinwald, as the Lord Bishop sits on the Legislative Council. Bad news if you're a fan of the Young Farmers. Tonight's opening night of this year's Isle of Man Young Farmers concert at the Gaiety has been cancelled. A Ukrainian resident originally from the Isle of Man has told Manx Radio this morning airstrikes hit on a symbolic day for Kiev. Several people have died today after Russia launched dozens of missiles striking the capital of the Black Sea port of Odessa and Kharkiv. Drew Boyd, formerly from the Isle of Man, returned to the war-torn country in the last month and he says the attacks are targeting infrastructure. I got back here a couple of weeks ago and, you know, there's constant kind of air raids, but they, they're always, well, for the last few weeks they've been false alarms, but last night was a, a real attack. They were firing the anti-air aircraft stuff at about two in the morning. At 10 to 6, there was a huge explosion. Apparently, it's in either in the south or the east of the city. And the mayor's late, he said that it was a Kinjal missile, which are these new missiles the Russians have been using that are what's called hypersonic. And so when one of them hits, you know, I think it woke the whole city up. After that, there was just some kind of the usual kind of explosions. There were some drones that I think they shot down and some other kind of smaller missiles. But uh you know, they were just that was just in the distance. They were attacking the uh, electricity and the hot water infrastructure, which is what they do mainly, or attack civilians. It's a war crime, and I hope when the conflict is finished, these people need to be found and they need to be punished. One other thing about today is today is the uh, birthday of Taras Grigorovich uh, Shevchenko. It's uh, Ukraine's national poet, and he's a kind of symbol of resistance to to Russia and the Russian Empire because he was uh, he was a poet who was exiled from Ukraine and then then sent into exile and wrote poems of you know missing Ukraine and he's like the Ukrainian national poets and so I would bet a lot of money that the reason that uh, Russia attacked today was to because it's Shevchenko's birthday Sea Watch with the Isle of Man Steam Packet Company Well the Ben McCree didn't go this morning consequently didn't leave Hesham this afternoon and tonight's 7.45 sailing to Hesham is cancelled because of the bad weather so no 2.15 return, so you can bet tomorrow morning's 8.45 Ben McCree to Hesham will be jam-packed. Like the Steam Packet on Facebook for the latest sailing information. Nurses on the Isle of Man who are members of the Royal College of Nursing are being surveyed about a new and final pay offer from Manx Cares. The latest twist in a long and protracted negotiation comes eight months after 55% of the RCN's membership on the Isle of Man, who took part in a ballot, said they will be willing to take industrial action. Here's a senior RCN officer, Mary Ann Parkinson. We've got a final offer, what we believe is the best we can get, and that actually we have an obligation to take it to our members. So we have to survey our members to see whether or not 
up they will be prepared to accept the offer that's on the table or reject it and if they are prepared to accept it then fine we close the door and move on to this year's pay talks if they reject it we are then in a position where we have to ask them what are they prepared to do about it with respect to taking any industrial action it's up to the membership it's a very personal choice we've done the best we can we've negotiated and got what we've got and it's up to the membership to decide whether or not they they believe it's acceptable you know they can accept it or they can decline it it would be inappropriate for us to suggest one way or the other although there is an offer on the table it's actually been enforced as a pay award being given but we've rejected it so the four percent which was original for 21 22 they've put an additional one-off payment and consolidated of 300 pound that's for 21 22 and then there's a further two percent consolidated pay increase in addition to the four percent that they've already so it gives it in, in effect it's at six percent with effective from 1st of April 22. But like I say, that's the offer, but we've already had enforced 4% from last year and they're just about to pay the back pay in relation to the uh, 4% that they put through the paperwork in October 2022. Got a closed Facebook Isle of Man uh, pay group and the suggestion is from the comments that's been put on that, that I think it's, it's unlikely at the moment on the anecdotal evidence that we've got. People who are being vocal are suggesting that it's not enough, but it is a very selective few that we've heard from. People are really struggling with the cost of living. Even the new nurses and um, nursing support workers that are coming over to the Isle of Man are trying to get positions within Manx Care. They can't afford to live on the island. Manx Radio Business Briefing. 17 minutes before six, packaging company DS Smith said today that third quarter trading was in line with management expectations, but cautioned that customers have been reducing the quantity of stock held. In an update for the period since the 1st of November, the company said that the positive trends in profitability seen in the first half have continued into the second. For a full daily market report, go to RamseyCrookall.com. The Alaman Ship Registry has become an associate member of Intercargo, the International Association of Dry Cargo Ship Owners, which represents the interest of dry cargo ship owners and provides the forum where dry bulk ship owners, managers and operators are informed about, discuss and share concerns on key topics and regulatory changes. The Ship Registry's Deputy Director Toby Brooks says that membership of Intercargo is an important move as uh, Intercargo voice is respected internationally. Ship types registered in the Isle of Man have changed since it arrived as an international register in 1984. Now about half of the fleet's made up of dry cargo ships. The Isle of Man ship register is ranked number 18 in the world with about 300 merchant ships and 12.5 million gross tonnage under the flag and was recently recognised as one of the world's top flag states by the International Chamber of Shipping in the annual Flag State Performance Table published in February of this year. The Stock Market Report. Brought to you by Ramsey Crookall. UK and European markets fell moderately. US stocks opened the trading session higher. Oil steadied after a two-day decline and gold priced higher. The numbers now from Ramsey Crookall. At the close in London, the FTSE 100 down six-tenths of a percent at 7,879. The DAX in Frankfurt up marginally a hundredth of a percent at 15,633. A short while ago in New York City, the Dow Jones Industrial up nine hundredths of a percent at 32,828. NASDAQ Tech Stocks Index up just over two-tenths of a percent at 11,602, and the S&P 500 up almost a tenth of a percent at 3,995. In the exchange markets, the British pound sterling trading at one US dollar 19.2 cents, one euro 12.6 cents, and 22 South African rand 10.3 cents. In commodities, gold's up just over six-tenths of a percent at $1,826 per troy ounce, and a barrel of Brent crude up over three-quarters of a percent at $82.99.
The world was a very different place when Ramsey Crookall set up business back in 1946. But his passion for providing outstanding service and looking after every client as if they were one of the family has endured for over 76 years. So if you're looking for the continuity of a personal, bespoke investment strategy, perhaps it's time to look at our discretionary services. Trustworthy, dependable and tailored. Ramsey Crookle, the island's investment specialist. Call 717171 or visit ramseycrookle.com. Licensed and regulated by the Isle of Man Financial Services Authority. Fastify, good evening. Thanks for joining Max Radio at 13 minutes before six. Live from Douglas Head in the Isle of Man. More travel news in a while, but the Ingebrek Road, Thalty Will, Benny Pot, and of course the Mountain Road are closed because of the inclement weather. The amber weather warning for snow today brought back memories for many people on the Isle of Man of the deep snow of March 2013, 10 years ago. Whilst we were told it wouldn't compare, it certainly would have given the island's farmers pause for thought, especially because it's lambing season. Sheep farmer Kiri Kermode spoke to Max Radio's Lewis Foster. It's a great time of year. It never gets old and it, it's such a, a lovely sign of spring. You're know, seeing the newborn lambs. The daffodils are out now as well. It is busy times. We all do get tired and stressful and um, whatnot, but so far, so good. We're expecting heavy snow today. What difficulties can that pose? Thinking back to, as well, 2013 when there was that really heavy snow on the island. Oh, 2013, it was a horrific year for most of the island's farmers and we really do hope that this snow just passes over or, or stays very short term. But many of the farmers have got really well prepared. There's been a, a good rapport with the Met Office. Kirsty Pendlebury and a- Adrian Cowan have been really good to support the farmers. Um, they've been inundated with phone calls, but that's it. We are governed by the weather. So the farmers have been preparing with hay bales out in the fields. Some have been providing extra super energy licks, which is basically a treacle, sugar, molasses uh, type material that when the grass is covered by snow, they can still get the energy especially for the newborn lambs or or the the lambs inside them. Um, It is hard to predict what's going to happen, but I think the farmers are a little bit better prepared this year. The Isle of Man in 30 Minutes. Update on Manx Radio with Andy Wint. Manx Radio Sport. Faster by Rob Pritchard. Faster by. Good evening. Starting with darts tonight, and the first day of this year's Isle of Man Festival of Darts at the Villa Marina in Douglas has been cancelled. Villa Gaiety has made the decision due to the poor weather being forecast on Ireland throughout today. The festival, which runs until Sunday, was due to start with the Isle of Man Masters competitions from 7:30 tonight. However, Villa Gaiety adds all events at the complex, including the darts festival, are as it stands due to go ahead as planned tomorrow. On Friday, doors are currently scheduled to open from 11.30am for the Isle of Man Classic, Isle of Man Open Mixed Pairs and Isle of Man Disabled Event 1. Moving on to golf and despite another consistent performance today, Anna Dawson fell just short of the cut for the next round of the South African Women's Open. The Peel player marginally improved on her score from yesterday shooting 72 on round 2 compared to 73 yesterday to finish Thursday on par with a 1 over par score overall. However it wasn't quite enough with that score just one shot off the pace required for round three tomorrow. In cycling, stage four of the Torino Adriatico today was an uneventful one for Mark Cavendish. The 218-kilometre route from Greccio to Tortorito wasn't quite the environment for the Manx missile and some of his fellow sprinters, with a selection of climbs on the run to the finish line, and so Cav wasn't expected to be challenging at the front. The Manxman went on to finish in the travelling pack just over 17 and a half minutes behind the front runners. And in football, just two sides now remain to battle it out for the Isle of Man Under-18 FA Cup after the semi-finals took place last night at the Bowl. 
Fresh from winning the under-18 league title last week, Onken remain on the charge to do the double as they progress to the final with an assured 5-1 win over Corinthians. However, the run for silverware came to an end for league runners-up Union Mills in the following game on Wednesday evening as they were beaten 4-2 by Laxier. As a result, Onken and Laxier will face off in the final, which is scheduled for Wednesday the 15th of March at the Bowl at 6.15pm. Manx Radio Travel, driven by Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Got a delay inbound or Ronald's Way. The 5.25 Logan Air from Manchester won't be in until 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, then it's the EasyJet, half past 7 inbound from Gatwick on time. The 5 to 8 returning Logan Air, patient transfer plane from Liverpool on time. And the 5 past 8 Logan Air inbound from London City showing on time. Outbound tonight, uh, 6 o'clock, Logan Air to Liverpool on time, and the 8 o'clock EasyJet back to London, Gatwick showing on time. It's Sandy Gate, temporary lights on the Jerby Road for water main installations. The Coast Road's open at Jerby now. Uh, the Ballamina Road's uh, got face closures for water main replacement. Temporary closures on the Regaby West Road for water main replacement. And in Paul Rose, junction of Paul Rose Road and Alder Road by the Methodist Church is closed for that new pedestrian crossing. In Douglas, temporary 24-hour lights on Glen Crotchery Road at 3rd Avenue for water mains. Victoria Road's closed between Broadway and Marathon Road for resurfacing. Narrow lanes and temporary crossing in Victoria Street. You'll love it when that new pedestrian crossing's open. Temporary lights on Annika Lane near the Heron for a new pedestrian crossing. You've also got temporary lights on the main road near Griever Castle. Temporary lights on the main road near Arbury Parish Hall in Ballabeg for a zebra crossing. Castle Street one way northbound in Castletown in Peel. Temporary closures and phases around East Quay and the Prom for work on the road surface and pavements. And between Peel and St John's, 24-hour temporary lights on the main road. They're working on the pavements. In Ramsey, Cannells Lane's closed between Parliament Street and Water Street. Some scaffolding there. And 24-hour temporary lights on Marketplace Ramsey for that new pedestrian crossing. Keyside Tyres and Service Centre. Spread your payments interest-free. Get more with... Keyside! Here's some news, Justin. A decision on schools, UCM and public counters will be made at 7 o'clock before 7 o'clock tomorrow morning, Friday 10th of March. So listen to Max Radio for the latest tomorrow morning with The Breakfast Show with Chris Pearson. Manx Cares issued an update on their services for tomorrow with some continued disruption early. Uh, these decisions are based on the current forecast of an all-island snow coverage uh, during this evening and through the night tonight. The impact of this is difficult to predict and the final decisions will be made once the morning conditions have been assessed. Now, they recognise that the changeable situation has resulted in disruption to the public and Manxcare thank everybody for patience and understanding while they're responding to the information available. As conditions change this evening and temperatures drop, uh, please do drive to the conditions. Douglas Council's looking at purchasing a barrier to help with their future pedestrianisation of North Quay. Here's Douglas Councillor Andrew Bentley. Well, we've done it as a trial for three years now, well, along with the Department of Enterprise. The feedback from the business was very good. Uh, weekends it's proved to be very popular with some very decent crowds down there, especially when the weather's good. Anywhere else in the world this would just be normal. Um, I don't see why anyone would think otherwise. What we're looking at is putting in a gate which can be opened and closed according to whenever the closure schedule, when it's established it. I think it's slightly better than the uh, building site vibe that we've been rocking for the last few years where there's been a plastic barrier, sandbags and signage. So I think all around it'll be aesthetically more appealing. The timing is so 
much. That has yet to be decided. The physical barrier, we've approved a budget for 11,000. That 11,000, half of that would be ring-fenced money from the old Douglas Development Partnership that was specifically for this type of thing. The other half they were going to seek from the Town and Village Regeneration Fund from the Department of Enterprise. Again, a fund that is exactly for this sort of thing. So it's, it's no impact on the rates. Hopefully it'll just be a more pleasant space to be, which would encourage businesses to invest in their outdoor areas along that stretch of the quay. It would also give us the potential to have an event space that could generate a lot of activity down there. I've spoken to some of the businesses who are interested in doing stuff down there. Yeah, let's see what happens. We've got a space and that's something that we have precious little of in Douglas. Update brought to you by Simcox Advocates. A candidate for next week's legislative council election believes it should be Manx solutions for Manx problems. David Prichter says we shouldn't just blindly adopt processes from the United Kingdom. We should be looking for a solution that fits our business model. We are, in my terms, a small bank, not a national bank. Yeah, and we, we could be more proactive in how we we manage things, how we deliver things. My background has always been the back office. I like doing something. I like producing something, I like delivering something. I don't like being out there, talking to the public, getting engaging, being criticised. I, I, I would leave that to someone else if in preference. And I think that's what MHKs do. It's not for me. I don't have a problem with people criticising. That's not a problem for me. I think that's, you know, fair comment. And I don't mind having debates with people about it, but I just don't want to be in the limelight or out at front office full time. I'm quite happy for anyone to talk to me. In fact, I quite like talking to people. But um, a back office suits me fine. I would think nothing of working 12, 14, 16 hours a day, travelling the world two weeks, three weeks of every month away from home. Coming here, I settled down. It was only pre or post pandemic, I actually learned how to sit still for more than 30 minutes at a time. I've now got that under control. <laughs> I can sit, I can read a book, I can even watch you know, a local film or a film without getting up and going out somewhere. I've learned and adapted to a quieter life. That's it for update tonight. Compiled from the resources of Manx Radio's news department, thanks to newsreader Siobhan Fletcher, uh, producer Beth Espy. Uh, Beth's on after the news, by the way. Beth and Howie Kane present Tammy Gindis. You've got the greatest hits with Chris Kinley at half past six. A little light music with Morris Powell is at nine, and Dave Moore is here after hours at ten with the latest weather. Stay tuned to Manx Radio. Fingers crossed for the weather, and enjoy the rest of your Thursday. W-I-N-T